0: My name is Matthew Ackman, I am the junior high uh, youth pastor here at Crossroads Church. So, so today, today, I cannot lie to you guys, is such a special day for me. Not only to get to see a hundred people get baptized in the name of Jesus, But it was exactly seven years ago from today that I was being baptized, and so what what baptism? Yeah. So what baptisms remind me of, man? Every time I see someone get baptized, is I see the potential, I see the the endless possibilities with a life that's submitted to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and and it just astounds me. It blows me away. Four years after I was baptized, I decided that I was going to make the decision to go to Bible college, that I was going to do everything that God had called me to do, no matter what that looked like. And so I enrolled in Bible college. Well, in my past life, I had a few DUIs, so I used to have to ride a bicycle everywhere I went. And I was on my way to Bible college and on my way to work one morning. And uh, little did I know that morning the tragedy that was about to happen. I was on the service road in Karen Crow in front of Slimco, and a truck swerved off the road and hit me from behind in between 40 and 50 miles an hour. Um, It was believed that I was sucked underneath the truck, and I was thrown 22 feet, um, where I laid in the ditch, and then the person who hit me continued to drive off. And So so there I was, laying in a ditch. I had both legs broken, torn ligaments in my ankles, a torn ACL, broke a bone in my hip, the nerve came out of my elbow, dislocated shoulder, torn ligaments in both shoulders, Three hundred discs in my neck. My liver was so tore that when they rushed me into the emergency room, they couldn't even give me anesthesia because they didn't know if my body would metabolize it. And so there I was laying in that ditch. We have a clip for you guys. So either avoiding the scene, either trying to flee from what he did, or Maybe he truly didn't know what he did. The result was the same. There I was, left in a ditch, felt hurt, abandoned, attacked, and left all alone. You may, have, you may have never been hit by a truck, but I bet you there are ditches in your life where you feel hurt, where you feel broken, where you feel jacked up, where you feel all alone, where you feel like you can't pick the pieces of your life up off the floor, that you can't go on anymore. You see, we all have ditches. We all have ditches. Our ditches just look different. So we all have a ditch, but what is your ditch? Is your ditch debt up to your eyeballs that when you look at your bank account, you have no idea how the bills are gonna get paid? Is your ditch that your kids are running wild and crazy and you don't know if they'll ever know Jesus, what is your ditch? We all have one. We all experience these ditches of life. Maybe your business isn't doing well, and you're close to having to close the doors. What is your ditch? Maybe you can't stop drinking. Maybe you can't stop partying. You're addicted, and you don't know how to stop. What is your ditch? Maybe you feel attacked, as I felt attacked in that ditch. Maybe you feel attacked. Maybe, just like me, where a person left me after hurting me, maybe someone's left you after hurting you. Maybe your parents speak down to you your whole life, have spoken down to you your entire life, and they don't even realize that they do it. But the result is the same. There you are in the ditch, not knowing how to pick the pieces of your life up. Maybe you feel abandoned. Maybe the very person that you married that thought was gonna encourage you and build you up and be there for you. When you get home, you feel more alone than ever, even though you have that person in your household. You see, we all have ditches. What is your ditch? You may feel like your legs have been taken out from underneath you, and you'll never be able to walk a healthy Christian life, or any life for that matter, ever again. You're too damaged, too broken, too messed up, too jacked up. Sometimes the ditch is all you see. I can relate. I can relate. The ditch was all I could see. I felt attacked, abandoned, hurt, broken, and then, if my ditch couldn't get any deeper, they rushed me to the hospital. And I heard things like this Matt, man, we don't know if you'll ever walk again. Matt, if you do ever walk again, and you're going to have a limp, working out, working out, which by the way, y'all is my favorite thing to do, uh, you can forget it. That's just, it's never going to happen. So the very voices of doctors and therapists who were supposed to help me, they were supposed to encourage me, build me up, left me feeling even more lost. Left me feeling even more abandoned, more hopeless. How many of you have voices in your lives right now? That they're supposed to be building you up. They're supposed to be encouraging you. They're supposed to be bringing you closer to Christ, but every time you're around them, those same voices tear you down. When you need someone to speak faith, all they want to do is speak about your past failures. Instead of your potential, all they want to do is talk about your problems. Instead of hearing God's promises, all you hear is man's perspective. What is your ditch? You see, laying in that hospital bed... Broken, life flipped upside down, confused, not knowing what was going to be left. Not knowing what was going to be left of my life. Not knowing what was going to be next. Jesus reminded me of this scripture that I want to remind you guys of today. John 16, says this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Because in this world you will have trouble. Not you might, not there's a chance. No, no, no. Jesus says, you will have trouble, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. Did you hear that, church? We will have problems. So I'm not here asking you today if you have pain, because I truly believe you do have pain. I'm here asking you, what are you allowing God to do with the pain that you have? Are you taking heart? Are you truly taking heart knowing that Jesus already overcame your debt? Jesus already overcame your health issues. He paid for that at the cross. Jesus overcame your kids' misfortune. He loves your kids more than you do. The lies that have been told over you, the abuse that you've been suffering, Jesus says, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Not some of it. He overcame all of it. Everything that we struggle with, Jesus has overcome the world. So are you allowing God to turn your pain into purpose? Or are you blaming God for the very pain that you have? James 1, 2 through 4 goes on to say this. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect work so that you may be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. How many of you guys want to be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing? I believe we all do. But the key is to take heart. You see, while I laid in that hospital bed, I refused to let the enemy win. I spent my extra time that I had laying in this hospital, diving into God's word, spending time, with him, spending time with him in prayer. And I came across the scripture that says, his word is health to my bones, bet. So every night I'm going to bed and I'm reading the word to my legs. And let me tell you something, church, they told me that it would be at least a year before I got out of that wheelchair. I was out of that wheelchair two months after my accident. <laughs> So here we are, two and a half years later, I've had two and a half years of physical therapy, I've had six surgeries, I still have three more surgeries to go, but I can say this, that I do not know if I would be where I'm at today if it wasn't for that accident. What is your ditch? The world told me that this disaster would destroy me. I heard it over and over and over again, that it would destroy me. But God says it was just another opportunity for him to prove himself faithful. Because what appears to be a burden in your eyes is just an opportunity for a breakthrough in God's eyes. Are you depressed, broken, messed up, and broke? Well, if we see God where we're depressed, he'll bring us joy. Where we're broke, he'll bring us blessing. Where we're messed up, he will give us a fresh start because our God is that good. You see, pushing past the pain you have will propel you into your purpose. But you have to place the pain you have into the hands of your provider. Without that, it's not possible. It's only by placing our faith in Jesus that we can have our pain turned into purpose. And I'm standing here before you today because of that accident. God did not cause that pain. He did not cause your pain. But I promise you, he has a plan for it. I promise you he has a plan for it. What the enemy planned to destroy you with, in God's hand, he can use it to reward you with. We can never forget how actively involved God is in our lives, whether we feel it or not. God is always moving in our lives. That thought alone is just so encouraging to me. I'm reminded of a scripture that unfolds that truth, and it's in Malachi 3.3, 3. and it says, He will sit, talking about God, He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. You guys are probably like, I don't see a promise in that. That makes no sense. I have no idea what a refiner and purifier of silver does. Well, I'm glad you asked, all right? So they had this, they had this group of, of uh, ladies that were doing a Bible study, and they're doing it on the book of Malachi, and then they came across this scripture, and this part stood out to them. It says that he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. So to dig in a little deeper, one of the ladies actually scheduled an appointment with someone who refined silver, and so later that week, she shows up at his job and she's watching him work. So now this guy, he sits in front of they got a big furnace that's full of coals and, and, and it's full of heat and he's sitting there and he grabs this old chunk of silver and it's got all kind of coal and infirmities and things that aren't supposed to be in it in there. He grabs it and he places it in the furnace. And as he's and has he and as he has it in the furnace, he's looking For the hot spots. And so the lady asks him, she's like, Do you really have to sit here all day watching that silver? He says, Absolutely, ma'am. He says, If I took my eyes off of it for even a second, it would burn and ruin the silver. Man, can I just stop for a second? When you're going through the fires of life, God has his eyes on you. He's making sure you don't have more than you can handle. He's getting you through that. So then the lady, blown away by this, she starts to leave. And as she's walking out of the door, she opens the door and she's about to leave. She has this thought. She turns around and she asks. She says, well, how how do you know when when the silver is fully refined, when there's no longer any impurities in it, when the silver is exactly what you're creating it to be. The guy says, oh man, that's the easy part of my job. He says, it's when I can see my reflection in it. If today you're feeling the heat of the fire, remember that God has his hand on you, that he's keeping his eye on you, and he's watching over you but we have to submit our life to the process if we want to become more like Christ. You see, i found my purpose here, and i found it only because of my pain. What are you allowing God to do with the pain that you have? Because God can take that beautiful mess of me laying in a ditch and broken, and he can turn it into a beautiful message of, he, of me being here proclaiming the good news to Jesus. But it was only by putting it in the hands of my father. It was only by putting it in the hands of my father. Don't ever think that your problems are too big for our God. We have to stop looking at God through the perspective of our pain and start looking at our pain through the perspective of our God. I have scars all over I have scars everywhere, all over my body. I've had six surgeries with three more to go. And you know what? It doesn't matter what the end result is. It doesn't matter if I end up with a limp, because you know what? My scars have a story. If someone asks me why I have a limp, I'm going to tell them about the faithfulness of God and how good he was in my life. My scars have stories. What stories do your scars have?